Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. 6 to 10, The Zone. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Oh boy, there is not much to complain about when it comes to the weather forecast for this, the second day of June. Good morning, everyone. Farm Director Pam Yankee, really glad you're along with us. Speaking of folks that are going to be along with us this morning, Matt Trannell from the crew at EverAg in Platteville is going to be our special guest. You know, we continue to monitor what's happening between Russia and the Ukraine, how the world is reacting. That's having an impact on our markets. Matt's going to give us an update on that when he joins us later today. Stu Mock, our ag meteorologist, will also be joining us later today. And uh, he's got some good news for you as far as weather is concerned today. We should see sunny skies, 73, our expected high on this second day of June. Overnight lows down to 54. Beautiful tomorrow, sunshine and 72. Saturday, we've got a chance of showers rolling in around 69. And Sunday, a chance for morning showers, 71. How great a chance are we looking at for those Saturday dairy breakfasts? Stu will have the details coming up. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Every time we have a solar system going up in the neighborhood, people are walking by, they're getting their kids out to come look at it. They want to see what, what it is and talk about it and, and understand it. And, and the, the best way to find out if it works is talk to someone who has solar. You probably know someone who's gone solar and, and knows a little bit more. If you have a neighbor that has solar, talk to them. See what they're saying. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. As a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. The world's longest unguarded, unprotected border is between the U.S. and Canada. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, but the dust up between the dairy industries of the U.S. and Canada, well, would it change that? I don't think so. But uh, still, the relations between dairy industries in the U.S. and Canada aren't getting any better. And Pam, I know we're working on it, but there's work to do. Yeah, and uh, considering the friendly relationship that you think of between, say, citizens of the United States and their friends in Canada, you'd think maybe we'd be able to get that kind of thing done when it comes to policy, but it is not the case. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where I had a chance to visit with Shauna Morris. She is one of the team members with the National Milk Producers Federation that's been keeping an eye on recent retaliatory efforts made by Canada against the United States on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Now, obviously, Uh, When it comes to our dairy industry, we're always paying attention. Canada, a big market, could be even bigger. And I asked Shauna Morris to explain this latest round of retaliatory conversations and what it means. 
<laughs> well, unfortunately, what's going on is more the same from the Canadian side. Uh, now, I like our counterparts in Canada. They are very nice people, but they are also very shady at dairy trade issues. And every time we turn around, uh, there is a new effort to just, you know, not follow through on what the deal was. And that's the problem here in this case. Uh, specifically, the latest proposal or the latest uh, statement issued by Canada this week was that they're going to make only cosmetic changes to how they dole out the ability to export product into their market, dairy products specifically. Their old system had left the vast majority of the access for our exporters to ship product to Canada in the hands of our competitors up there, Canadian dairy processing companies. Uh, the new proposal will result in essentially the same outcome. Uh, we've been pushing for expanding the pool, letting anybody that wants to bring in product in the Canadian food and ag sector, you know, retailers, food service companies, have a crack at it. Uh, but Canada's firmly resisted that and continued to insist that they want to make sure this is a windfall for their processing sector instead. No surprise there. Help people better understand, get their arms around the volume of business potentially we're talking about here, Shauna, for the United States, or to your point, trying to give them that olive branch of letting anybody in. What size market are we talking about here? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, the U.S. International Trade Commission actually analyzed how big is the opportunity here uh, back when USMCA was negotiated a few years ago. They pegged it at upwards of an additional $200 plus million a year, 230 or so, uh, when the agreement's implemented. That's assuming, though, that it's fully implemented and implemented in the, good, in the way it should be, basically. And unfortunately, we're far short of that right now. You know, normally their actions are driven by fear, fear of specific segments of their dairy sector. Dive a little deeper for me, Shauna. Read behind the lines. What area specifically are they really trying to protect? For example, here in Wisconsin, are they feel fearful we're really going to drive in cheese, for example? What are they really trying to protect? Cheese is one big slice of it. Absolutely, because we've been eager to get access for a lot of the really fantastic cheeses that Wisconsin makes in particular into Canadian shelves uh, versus only the type of product that might go through Canadian processing plants. We want to make sure Canadian consumers see the benefit of this agreement, and a key part of that is being able to buy Wisconsin cheeses in bigger variety and bigger quantities. Um, but it's not only cheese. Uh, the access under the deal includes a number of other dairy products, too. But anytime you're cutting off your customers and saying, okay, you have a very small shopping pool of who's even allowed to buy your product in Canada, well, that's going to drive down prices and, and mean that it's not going to be as valuable. And ultimately, obviously, that trickles back to the farmer side on our uh, side of the border. So I'm going to try to sound compassionate here, Shauna. Am I missing something? Did Canadian dairy industry leaders or the industry as a whole suffer some uh, terrible situation, say, for the, during the pandemic that they've not yet recovered from? I mean, is there something I'm missing as to why they continue to do this sidestep? They continue to do this sidestep because it's the game in Canada. And until somebody holds them accountable, 
that's how the politics work up there. But look, I work for dairy farmers here too. I certainly understand, uh, you know, the Canadian uh, sensitivity to wanting to make sure that they have a view on what's good for their industry. But that needs to make sure it's still compliant with the deal. There was an agreement the same way that we have lots of agreements, uh, trade agreements with other countries, and Canada needs to hold up its end of the bargain. We're not talking about open trade. We're not talking about zero tariffs for all dairy products here. We're talking about certain amounts up to a ceiling, and then those really high Canadian tariffs kick right back in. So it's not uncontrolled trade, and it wouldn't be disastrous for Canada to live up to its agreement under the USMCA. Shauna Morris, along with us, uh, one of our trade folks with the National Milk Producers Federation. So help us walk through the gauntlet of what happens next then, Shauna. I think that, quite frankly, and maybe you do too, my Wisconsin dairy farmers get blurry-eyed when they try to follow the beginning of the policy, then all of the renegotiations and these kinds of proposals that we hope end up by the wayside. Give me a little uh, calendar, projections. Where do we, what's going to happen next or what could happen next? Yeah. Well, I'll say what we hope will happen next and what we're pushing to try to make sure happens next. Um, The ball is really now in the U.S. government's court. You know, Canada's played its cards. It's shown what it's prepared to do and not do. And the question now is, how does the U.S. government react? You know, we've seen some encouraging statements from USDA Secretary Vilsack and the U.S. Trade Representative Ambassador Tai making clear that this isn't going to cut it in their view. But we need to translate those strong statements into action. And what that really means is the U.S. needs to get moving with the process of using uh, retaliatory tariffs to show Canada we don't agree. Uh, We're going to impose some pain on your side of the border until you shape up and do what you need to do. And would those would those uh, retaliatory tariffs really have a bite to them, Shauna? I think that uh, sometimes... Wisconsin agriculture, U.S. agriculture, feels like they get thrown under the bus when there's bigger product categories. You mentioned that they had surveyed, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of $2 million perhaps in this instance, but that we sometimes get sold down the river because we don't have enough volume. Help us understand that. Yeah, you can craft those tariffs in ways that are more targeted. Uh, so over 200 million, I think it's around 230-some million was what I mentioned the U.S. government had estimated mm-hmm. the potential gains to be from the agreement. Um, look, we'd want to be working closely with the administration to figure out how do you target these products in mm-hmm. ways that are most likely to drive change on the Canadian side. The picture you just painted is exactly spot on, and that's the message we've conveyed in Washington, too. Look, right now we're talking dairy products and dairy trade with Canada, but really this is about whether other countries can get away with just dismissing their obligations to the U.S. That's important, frankly, for all sorts of farmers and even other sectors beyond agriculture that count on our trade deals being adhered to. Boy, for sure. Again, if you're just joining us, Shauna Morris, she's one of the staff members that's doing the international legwork for a lot of dairy producers, dairy cooperatives across the United States through the National Milk Producers Federation. Now, obviously, Shauna, a lot of our Wisconsin representatives, senators have been engaged in this conversation, but really the grassroots side of things are the farmers and our cheese plants that could be impacted. What do you suggest they do? Does their voice matter? 
It absolutely does. And I think we see that time and again. Um, you know, I know a number of our companies and, and farmers have already weighed in with their representatives in Washington, uh, their senators on this about the importance of the issue and follow through. Uh, if you haven't already, I just put out the plea to your listeners that it certainly is helpful to do that. Like you mentioned, there are a number of supporters we've been working with in Congress on this, but it's always helpful for them to hear for reinforcement that they're on the right path to continue to make this a priority every time they're talking to the administration to try to push them in the right direction on this. Well, we appreciate the time. It's going to be an ongoing conversation. You can guess that Shauna Morris, again, as we said, one of the international folks doing the legwork, keeping an eye on the details in these kinds of conversations that could mean big access opportunities for U.S. agriculture, let alone Wisconsin agriculture, if we can just get some uh, fair conversation started. Now, remember, National Milk Producers Federation is happy to keep you posted on these actions. Uh, they've got regular email updates. They've got a great newsletter that you can subscribe to. Go to their website, National Milk Producers Federation, easy, nmpf.org. Just take a look around. And, of course, I'll post the information on our website as well. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some jewelry stores try to dazzle you with gigantic showrooms and tons of inventory, but honestly, you don't want to pay for the jewelry store. You want to pay for your custom piece. William Thomas Custom Jewelry is proud of their quaint location and modest reputation for keeping their overhead low and their prices affordable. Allow William Thomas Custom Jewelry to help you create that one-of-a-kind piece. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Shelly, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, more than helpful in explaining repairs in terms I understand and making an appointment that works with my schedule. Thanks, Shelly. Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter, fix, getter, done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Here we use a lot of F-words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. All right. On a Thursday morning, time for us to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. I was thinking about the language side of uh, that phrase when yesterday Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers were playing golf uh, against uh, Josh Allen and Mahomes. Uh, 
Alan, or shall I say Brady and uh, Rogers won, Stu. Uh, Aaron Rodgers sunk the winning putt. But boy, was there a lot of trash talking going on <laughs> on that golf course, man. It was funny to listen. I just got done giggling, uh, watching a couple clips, especially Brady talking trash. But then they were saying uh, Charles Barkley offered to cut Aaron Rodgers' man bun off. That would be a newsmaker for Wisconsin, wouldn't it? <laughs> I know something to be all about that. Say, yay, go. <laughs> I know. They've got a bet going or something. It's Anyhow, that was a little bit of my uh, Thursday morning routine, kind of watching up on that. I'll tell you what, uh, watching those kind of videos and a little distraction this morning, not exactly difficult. This weather forecast is coasting smooth for us today, isn't it? Oh, the next couple of days sound fantastic. Sunshine, nice temperatures. Overall, just about normal today, mid-70s. That's in the neighborhood. Low 70s tomorrow and maybe even upper 60s by Saturday. A little cooler than normal. Nothing to be concerned about. It's not going to suddenly slow down progress we've been making out in the fields. But it is going to give us a little break, you know, some some extra comfort, just a, a nice pattern here. Oh, there will be some rain chance finally building in. We have to zoom out here on the national weather map and look at a front that's way off to our southeast, Ohio, southern Indiana, Illinois, all the way down to Arkansas. That front is where there is some rain. Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, over in Indiana and Ohio as well. Nothing we have to be concerned by. But then there's going to be another weak cool front to just drop in out of the northwest. That little front will mean that uh, we stick around with some northwest winds for today and tomorrow. But the winds become a bit more variable as we head toward the weekend. In fact, more of an easterly breeze setting up. That, along with a weak system edging in, is going to lead to some rain chances. Oh, La Crosse and Mauston, uh, even Madison area, there could be a shower chance late Friday night, call it toward the daybreak hours, well after midnight. A little more likely into the day Saturday that some scattered showers cross through the southern three-quarters of Wisconsin, and the rain chance could last overnight or even into early Sunday. Believe it or not, I wouldn't call it severe, but measurable rain is something we may see as we head through the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated, milk production up, and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet online at bio-vet.com. Bio-vet.com. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. By the way, I want to congratulate Kirby from La Crescent, one of our religious rainfall reporters. He is our May Rural Rainfall Weather Station winner. So we'll get that to Kirby and everybody else. You get a chance to be our rainfall, our our weather station winner this month. All right, Stu, uh, not much to report as far as rainfall today or tomorrow, huh? 
Oh, no, not at all. Saturday is going to be a day we can start to talk about that. Today, sunny, fine, mid-70s. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Overnight, we stay clear. Low 50s, west winds 5 to 10. Sunny Friday, low 70s. Northwest winds 5 to 15. Then that rain begins to edge in. Mostly cloudy Saturday. Showers almost all day in the west afternoon in the far eastern part of the state. Upper 60s with east winds at 5. Rain, I expect, Pam, Saturday and Saturday night, pushing up in the quarter to three-quarter inch rain. So a good little soaker to uh, be around mid-weekend about Saturday night. But again, calm our fears. Most of that rain showing up after Saturday dairy breakfast. Oh, yeah, I think Saturday, it may be a sprinkle in the morning, more likely evening into the nighttime when it really starts to measure up. All right, good deal. We'll see if you stick with that. We'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right, see you then. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for. And don't forget, uh, if you're looking for those uh, June dairy events, you can check out the Wisconsin Dairy website, wisconsindairy.org. They've got a full list, including cows on the concourse returning to the Capitol Square this Saturday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When they love you enough to tell you you need a breath mint, that's family. At Mad City Moving, we're locally owned and family run. We're not afraid to tell each other the truth and make sure every job is done right. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the family knows best move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish goes wall to wall like good floors do and I'm walking all over it usually a dead giveaway that it's a floor but it's not a floor this is a mattress Charlie Heidel's for 52 days people like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County and because the need is there so are we this year we'll supply nearly four hundred thousand dollars in bedding Furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors 
in need. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Hi, I'm Julie Bowen for the March of Dimes, asking you to help save premature babies. As a mother of three healthy boys, it makes me sad to think that more than a million babies around the world die every year because they're born too soon, and that our country has one of the highest rates of infant death of any developed country. Let's work together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchOfDimes.com to find out how you can make a difference in your community and around the world. Wiseway Flooring's budget-friendly pricing beats the big box store every day. Wiseway stocks flooring by the pallet and the roll to get you better pricing. Our cash and carry discount saves you even more for a beautiful do-it-yourself floor. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our product pricing might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Because of you, someone will feel more at home in their new home. Because of you, living with memory loss is a little less scary. Because you put the Bright Star in senior living. Bright Star is looking for caregivers and resident assistants. Bright Star believes in providing the highest quality assisted living and memory care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we know real life often falls outside the lines. So our bankers innovate to create non-traditional solutions. When you work with us, you're likely to find an immediate solution or plan for achieving your goals. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Real quick, on, I don't want to spend too much time on special teams, but Mason Crosby, was he drilling with the wind then? Because he was talking about how you want to have a big bounce back here this year. You don't, you don't want to talk about special teams? Like that's I mean, I brought it up I, first, so I mean, I want to get it I mean, off like a Band-Aid I, really quick. Yeah, I mean, I, he, uh, yeah, he had a, I mean, he wants to have a bounce back season, obviously. He was horrible last year. I mean, he was his second, I mean, it was his second worst year. 2012 was his worst year. Last year was his second worst, and. I mean, he certainly wasn't the only problem with special teams. That's why there's a new special teams coach. But uh, he's still there, and, you know, Corey Bohorquez is not because Corey Bohorquez could not hold for crap. So he's gone. Uh, Pat O'Donnell's in there. And, you know, again, it's it's uh, May, or I guess it's June now, but it's May. it was May when he was making these kicks. But he had a 56-yarder with, with plenty of room to spare. I'm sure the wind behind his back had a little bit to do with it, but not exactly ideal conditions if yeah. you're looking to have success. And he had, uh, he had a lot yesterday. It was really good. He went six for six, and... I mean, they brought in this uh, Dominic Everly guy. I, I mean, I wouldn't call him true competition. He's, he's played one game, and he went two for three in that. But this is, I mean, Mason Cross is a weird kicker this year. And so he's he, going to he, enjoy his time in Green Bay. Was it, Zach, if I remember correctly, obviously they brought in two different kickers at one point in the last calendar year. Wasn't one mm-hmm. of them high, or not high school, college teammates with Jordan Love? Mm, 
No, they're really testing the knowledge here. Yeah. I believe it's the one that's there right now. Dominic Everly. Do you really think they're going to go with Jay Love's guy over Aaron Rodgers' guy? <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, correct, Zach? Correct. But that, that would be hilarious if they did. But, no, I mean, this. I mean, they, if they wanted to bring in true competition, if they wanted to have a true kicking competition that brought in a veteran guy, they didn't do that. Uh, I think it's just a, a camp leg. Mason Crosby is going to be your kicker, and maybe even a bounce back because he was really, really bad last year along with most of the rest of the special teams. Well, I think also I know that he is one of these small nickel and dime moves where they can, one, either extend them. I don't think that's very likely. Two, cut them. That's probably also not very likely because of the money that he's making as a kicker. Or three, they could move the money around and, and backload some of that into the void years. But I feel like Mason Crosby's pretty safe. Yeah, they, I don't. I mean, his contract would have been one that you would. Have, I think you probably would have cut um, to, to clear up space. But they don't need the space at this point, unless they want to uh, find another extension. I don't know. I mean, who who's the next extension? Right? Like it's probably it's probably Rashawn Gary or Rashawn, Elton Jenkins. Probably, yeah, Rashawn Gary or Elton Jenkins, and I don't think either one of those is probably going to happen this off season. But. Um, yeah, I mean, Mason's not going anywhere, and I certainly don't think you would want to extend him. Yeah, uh, Zach Halpern joining us right now at Packers OTAs yesterday. So, um, Zach, when it comes to some standouts uh, mm. that you saw, now I know it was windy, but was it was it Kurt Benkert hooking up with Romeo Dubs? Like, what? This is the play I've been hearing about a bunch. Is this was this the play of OTAs yesterday? It's hilarious because it's what it was. <laughs> it's what. Or I guess it's what stands for a play of the day. It was just, you know, it was a little, like it felt like just like a little comebacker. And it, it, what made it great was because the ball was right on top of him right when he got there, and it was a little bit high, and he went up, snatched it out, and uh, pulled it back in. He's been the most impressive rookie wide receiver. It's only been, what, three practices or four practices. More impressive than Christian Watson? Oh, yeah, by far. Um, like, and again, it's helmets and – yeah, but I'm you know, still going to overreact, Zach. That's what I do best. Yeah, well, of course everybody will. Uh, but, no, I mean, he, he looks a lot more polished and a lot more, you know, ready to go than I would say Christian Watson. It's a small, again, small sample size, but he looks, yeah, I would say Romeo Dobbs has been the better, uh, has been the best of the rookie wide receivers, and he showed yesterday. Was, the two-minute drill was kind of his thing. He caught uh, three passes, and um, that one was In the, the most wind, impressive one. Too. That, yeah, that one was the most impressive one, and, He's, he's looked the part so far, for sure. Well, Zach, when Ebo was on vacation and it was Ben Kenny and I talking about tight great ends show. versus... Yeah, by the, uh, way, the, the updates never great, sounded better, Zach, from you. Great show, by the way. Great show. The Enjoyed updates from you were I, insane, dude. I put I on the I WBA Hall of Fame. I don't usually get up in the morning to uh, listen to the show because I just... Wait, hang on. What? No, well, because, you know... I thought you well, do every day when I'm on. I don't normally get up early but i did this time because i heard it was just magical what? and so what am I, uh, I completely agree what am i completely agree. What is this? well i'll pass that on to ben then <laughs> he'll be glad to hear that what were you saying Rodney? no i was saying like when we were talking about the wide receivers in the tight end room i actually said i think romeo dubs will be the better rookie than christian watson just because i mean he was really productive in nevada Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Beautiful weather on the way for this Thursday. 73, our expected high under sunny skies tomorrow. Sunshine and 72. Now, we do have a chance of rain in the forecast both Saturday and Sunday. We'll keep an eye on that development. Glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Like I said, it is the second day of June. On this day back in 1979, Pope John Paul II became the very first pontiff to visit a communist country. Millions of spectators lined the streets of Warsaw. He began a nine-day tour of his native Poland. First time that a pontiff had done that in history, visiting a communist country, started on this day back in 1979. You'll hear more and more about this, I'm sure, on the news. On this day in 1953, Queen Elizabeth II was crowned. Coronation happened at London's Westminster Abbey, the first televised major international event in history. She took the throne after her father's death 16 months previously. Queen Elizabeth II crowned on this day back in 1953. And on this day, back in 1847, a special piece of music was introduced for the very first time to the general public. See if you recognize it. Yep, that's right. The Wedding March, introduced for the very first time in history on this day back in 1847 when uh, it was the wedding of Victoria Princess Royal and Prince Frederick William of Prussia. Uh, Unveiled on this day back in 1847, and now you know. What uh, many people don't know is the devastation that the Russian-Ukrainian war is having on Ukrainian farmers. You know, we see... Updates on the news every day about the battle between Russia and Ukraine. But stop and think about all the things that are happening with Wisconsin farm fields. You know, we've been doing spring tillage, manure management. We've been taking care of planting, spraying, harvesting hay, chopping rye. Now, imagine trying to do that in a warlike setting. Well, that's what a lot of farmers have been doing in Russia. And there's one gentleman that is trying to document it. He calls it the second war that's happening, the war in aggregate against agriculture in the Ukraine. His name, Roman Grishinsky, and he is kind of documenting what's happening to farm families in the Ukraine. He said what many people need to understand, first of all, is how important agriculture is in the Ukraine. We can uh, distinguish between three types of farmers in Ukraine. The first ones are the biggest ones. Those are the LLC corporations that farm within a number of regions and uh, they can uh, farm from uh, maybe 20,000 hectares to half a million hectares. The mid-sized farmer, they make up 45% approximately of all the lands, arable lands. And the third are the most in number, but they're the smallest. There is a huge number of small family farms. People from the village who live from the land, from what they grow. His name is Roman Grinishin. He is a father of three. He and his wife and family lived in Kiev on February 23rd. He decided he was taking his family to live in rural Ukraine, but they started bombing the airports. So instead, they decided that they were going to flee. 
Since then, they've been bouncing really around the globe trying to find some place to stay safe, including staying with a Midwest farmer. Now he is trying to document all of the atrocities happening to Ukrainian farmers and their families, and he has also launched World to Rebuild Rural Ukraine. He said what many people do not understand is that, as he pointed out, many of the farms in Ukraine are family farms. That means that family was living off the land and selling their commodities as a means of survival. And now, he said, the atrocities that are happening when Russian soldiers come to those farms, well, they're horrifying. Also, I've heard cases, for example, a farmer had 80-80 sheep. Within three weeks, he was left with 12 they ate some and they took the, the others. Uh, they slaughtered pigs. They took the best meat. The rest they would pour with diesel so that nobody would eat it. Some people were hiding in the neighbors' cells. So uh, in those houses that were free, they would take all the produce from the basement, like potato or sex with uh, wheat or small grains, outside and put mines underneath so that when people would return, they would start to restack these uh, commodities and explode. Just put yourself in those farmers' shoes. Again, like I said, his name, Roman Grenishin. He has organized a group called World to Rebuild Rural Ukraine. He said they're not sending money to Ukraine. Instead, they are working on rebuilding some of the devastated buildings, things like houses, barns, garages, whatever they had that they used for farming, that is where they want to channel their efforts. He said they're also eventually going to work on trying to get uh, farms repopulated with the animals that they lost. It's just one of the stories that I thought we should make ourselves aware of, especially as we're involved in Wisconsin agriculture. You can find out more about his efforts online, wrru.org. Again, that's wrru.org. R-U-dot-O-R-G. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Soil health, it's the top priority at Midwestern BioAg. It's the first thing they consider with every product at every step. It's designed to build healthy, biodiverse soils to support healthy soil, resilient crops, and higher yields. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. As a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Hey, I just want to remind you, if your duties today are going to take you away from the radio, remember you can always be getting updated food news about Wisconsin agriculture. A couple different ways that we provide it for you. First of all, you can download our app. 
The Farm app. All you have to do is go to thefarmwi.com. Available there for both Android and Apple. Thefarmwi.com. Download that app. You'll be able to hear us and our stories pretty much wherever you are. Today on our MidwestFarmReport.com playlist, you can find out more about how the avian influenza has impacted our Wisconsin pheasant production. McFarland Pheasant down in Janesville, the nation's largest pheasant producer. What has avian influenza in Wisconsin done to his market? You can listen in. Also, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation has launched a brand new campaign looking for 35 under 35 young farm and agribusiness professionals that they want to focus in on. We've got a story about that. You can also learn a little bit more about what's going on in cider production. Everybody talks about beer and microbrews, right? But cider production is also finding favor and uh, giving agriculture another look. All of those available on our Midwest Farm Report playlist this morning. Just pop on over and give a listen. We'll give a listen in a moment to our friend uh, Matt Trennell from Everag. He's our guest in just a second. Dow Jones Industrial Average this morning is up more than 80 points. Markets are fairly firm. December corn's unchanged right now at 691. November soybeans are up four and a quarter at 1519. The July wheat, that's currently up 11 cents at 1052. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese was up three quarters of a cent, 230 and a quarter. 40 pound black cheese was unchanged at 224 and three quarters. Well, the butter gained a penny. 289 a pound. This morning, July milk is up nine, 2479 a hundred weight. August milk is up 23, currently 2468 a hundred weight. All right, what's happening in the marketplace? Is the Russia Ukraine situation influencing our markets? We'll turn the attention to Matt Trennell from EverAg in Platteville. He's our guest next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Oh, you know me. Easy come, easy go. Tomorrow's another day. What's the big hurry? Are you kidding me? I have the patience of a goldfish. When I get an idea in my head, I like to let it simmer. Now that's a whopper. Good thing Lazy Boy in Madison has a warehouse full of furniture ready to deliver. Good things come to those who wait. Am I right? No. You're not right. There's a coffee table at Lazy Boy, and I have room for it in my living room now. Fine wine, a fresh bread, a chocolate souffle. But where are you going to sit and enjoy it? Lazy Boy has chairs, tables, and sofas in the store right now. Take time to smell the roses. That's what I always say. And I say a new vase and a new end table are a great way to enjoy those roses. Great-looking furniture ready to deliver from Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. 
Let's ride bikes. 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 If your bicycle is broken and you've got big things to do, just schedule an appointment, have the bike shop come to you. If you're a bike to worker or a super busy mom, you're just a couple clicks away at thebikemobile.com. Avoid the hassle of taking your bike to the shop and have the bike shop come to you. Visit thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. On a Thursday morning, we welcome in Matt Trannell, one of the broker analysts that's part of the EverAg Group. He is out of the Platteville location, joining us live on a Thursday morning to focus in primarily on what's going on with dairy. And we don't we don't lack news, that's for sure, Matt. Uh, a lot of what uh, we've kind of been talking about for the past couple of weeks has focused in on the international side of dairy. Of course, Ukraine and Russia, always the headliners when it comes to fluctuations in grain prices that ultimately impact dairy. This morning, we want to pivot and look uh, in a little different direction in the world. Australia, all of a sudden catching attention in global dairy circles for their milk production slip. And you can't blame it on Mother Nature this time around. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, there's there's never there's never a shortage of uh, of news when we're talking about the uh, the dairy world. At least in my career, there there always seems to be quite a few different uh, stories happening at any given time. But uh, yeah, Australia has been uh, struggling as far as uh, milk production is concerned uh, for really the 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 year. Uh, it's milk production season. Uh, year to date, so far, uh, we are looking at Australia milk production being down 3.44 percent. Uh, just in April alone, uh, Australia clocked in at 6.6% uh, lower than where they were uh, just a year ago. So production out of Australia is, is certainly struggling. And uh, to take that a step further, New Zealand is as well. Uh, we're also uh, down 4.1%, I should say, in New Zealand year-to-date year and, and uh, uh, struggling coming into the end of their milk uh, production season, which ends in the month of May, uh, since they take a couple months off. So uh, we're down about 5.6% for the, the April month. And I guess the big reason behind that is those two countries in general do make up the primary suppliers to that uh, Chinese market. And uh, it might have been a little bit bigger story than what it actually was had uh, Shanghai maybe not have been uh, shut down for two months. Uh, but uh, ultimately, that did lessen some of the demand. But in essence, other parts of the of the world, I should say, the United States, the European market, really had to step up and maybe fulfill some of those uh, those points that uh, fulfill this Asian demand. Yeah, well, and to your point, as of what I see this morning, now all of a sudden they're starting to reopen China. That uh, that can bode well for a lot of different agriculture products. Absolutely, I, I was reading an article before we jumped on this and. Uh, um, I guess one one gentleman walked out of his house and he was uh, very surprised to hear the the uh, the bustling uh, vehicles going by. There was people dancing in the streets. Everybody was mm -hmm. was open to go out. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean there's gonna there's going to be an increase of demand coming out of the Chinese market now. China has been ramping up for this. They have targeted this June first uh, date for quite some time in 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 order to open Shanghai. But as we know, once you turn some folks loose, uh, the spending usually comes along with it. So there should be some pretty decent dairy demand coming out of uh, 
in the, the Chinese market here very soon. All right. Now let's pivot a little bit and bring it back here at home, uh, Matt. You know, we in April, the headline this week was that in April we had a record-breaking milk price for our dairy farmers in Wisconsin. And I always try to caution people. That's April, not today. And that's in light of some accelerated costs that a lot of our Wisconsin dairy farmers are facing. Talk to me a little bit this morning about what you're seeing in the marketplace as far as value. Yeah, so uh, April was a fantastic month. Uh, Good news, May is going to be even better. Um, We're going to see uh, the NDPSR come out, uh, I believe it's today, should be today since we had a holiday uh, weekend. And right now I'm printing close to 2520 on a class three uh, basis that'll change a little bit with this next NDPSR. So it should be another record price for May. Uh, ultimately, we have continued to watch the 2022 milk markets inch higher. We are looking at uh, 24 and a half to 20, uh, 24 and a half to 2479, 2480 prices on the board through third quarter 2022. Uh, I guess when you're talking most dairies in the upper Midwest, Most dairies are working off of at least some feed from last year that they put in relatively cheap. Mm -hmm. And so most dairies feel pretty comfortable uh, through September 2022 as far as profitability is concerned. Uh, Yes, uh, costs are up. And uh, I I read a comment from from one of our contacts that, uh, in essence, uh, $20 milk is the new $18 milk because of the, the rising cost across the board. But really, there's still some good value on the board, good good profit on the board through Q3 2022. The real question really becomes once October 2022 hits and beyond, and a lot of those feed contracts are used up at lower levels, where do we sit? And I know that's been a huge discussion point uh, for a lot of my clients. Um, how do we make money once that feed bill steps up by 25%? And that's that's really, really, really where the challenge uh, really comes in. But uh, the nice thing about what we've seen recently is we've actually seen uh, milk prices move substantially higher out in that 2023 market within the last two weeks. There has been a lot of commercial hedging, a lot of end user hedging. Um, I guess typically when you're looking six to nine months forward, a lot of these commercials and a lot of these end users are starting to set their budgets. And the last thing that they're going to want to do is experience $24 milk on their books. I mean, if we go to $24 in 2023, that's one thing. But if they can hedge their risk at $20 or $21 before we go there, well, then net back to their profitability and their bottom line, they're actually net paying 21 even though they're still paying the farmer 24 mm-hmm. So we have actually seen a lot of liquidity pickup, 50 70 I know that doesn't sound like a lot of contracts, but we're comparing that about a month ago where there was absolutely zero mm-hmm. and we've been picking up 30 cents uh the last couple of days so really watch 2023 uh if there's some opportunity there to defend profit to defend a break even it might be something to take a look at sooner than later matt trannell along with us one of the broker analysts with ever aggies down in their platteville office how can people get a hold of you matt because like we said uh he it's better to be in the know than just kind of doing your thing and taking care of chores. But uh, you better have a trusted advisor when it comes to looking that far out. Yeah, so the, the, best, the best way to get a hold of me is to give us a call. Uh, our number is 
four seven seven one. So that yeah, that's the best way to get a hold. All right, man. Appreciate it. Always great content, Matt. Have a great Thursday. We'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, thanks, Pam. You All too. Right. Matt Trannell joining us live this morning from Platteville. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.